welcome to another episode of... Kiefer. I barely knew her. The podcast <laughs> where we uh, watch a movie and then get really high and talk about it. As you do. Yeah. I mean, this is just Tuesday for us. Right? <laughs> the movie we watched uh, for this episode was John Carpenter's Halloween from 1978, the original one. The original Halloween. Jamie Lee Curtis. Before they took us places we wanted to go and places we didn't. <laughs> and then they were like, no, that didn't happen. No, and no. And then they took us some other places. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, all this whole thing, no. Forget about that. But anyway, but Halloween the original. The original. What started it all. Yes. Um, so if you want to uh, watch this, it's available on uh, a lot of streaming services for free. A lot of the free ones. Um, it's on uh, some that require subscription. It's just in a lot of places. Look around. You'll find it. Shouldn't yeah. be too hard. So now I think it's about that time we uh, get pretty freaking high and start mm-hmm. discussing some of the uh, situations we saw in the movie. I'm excited. I am stoked. <laughs> okay. All right. We will be right back. And I hope you guys do what you need to do to get where we're about to get. I'm so excited to talk about Halloween. Oh, God. That's Uh, such a great movie. (laughs) Okay, so Chris, where did this story take you? I've seen this movie so many times. Just so, so many times. And... I've got to say, like, I've tried coming at this movie in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. But I try to kind of look at it in some different directions. We've got Dr. Loomis. Mm-hmm. He is introduced to somebody who is in charge. Mm-hmm. He is a doctor. Mm-hmm. He uh, obviously is respected. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, like, also the single source of truth. On anything about Michael Myers. Yeah. Anything. It's like a walking file folder. (laughs) Yeah. But so he's like the only person we get information or backstory from. Mm -hmm. And while all of that is happening, he is a raving zealot. Like he is losing his mind talking to you like some, I don't know, just like crazy, crazy doomsday sort of (laughs) preacher. Like he telling is, everything you is like, shouting. He's he is and it's all just like This is very serious. It's super urgent. <laughs> everything is super urgent and you're all gonna die and you don't understand how dead you are. <laughs> like it's this insane intensity. So he's mm-hmm. this authority figure who's coming at you like this crazy, crazy preacher. Hmm. So you're getting hit from not only that you don't question doctors, especially back in the late 70s, but also you don't question someone who's in a, like a position of authority. So it was like a double whammy that mm-hmm. it was just like, it was just ridiculous. So I started asking more questions down that rabbit hole and I was like, is that what happens when you see Michael Myers? Like when you see him because he's saying that he's like i was trying to save him for 80 the first eight years <laughs> and for the last seven i've tried to make sure he stays locked up he's pure evil <laughs> like going insane talking about this guy and <laughs> it's just i don't know like is that what so, happens when you see evil 
that's you're saying that once you've looked evil in the eyes, true evil, that just you're fucked up. Right. Like you nothing start you can believing. do, like yeah. shit's gonna go wrong from now on. It's all downhill. Everything. It's over. All of it. <laughs> so it's just like you sit there and you you're you're watching this guy and he's losing his mind <laughs> on everybody. Like he is just a hair trigger with a hair trigger gun. Yes. Like it's just so jumpy, he almost shot a tree. Right, and it's it's also another one of those scary situations of someone who feels completely right in mm. what they're doing and at any wow. cost. Yeah. So then it's that's it's I don't know, man. Uh, it was it was a really interesting kind of thing to to think about in regards to the movie and how Doctor Loomis has kind of approached things and also the way that. They've used Dr. Loomis to instill fear by indoctrinating us <laughs> in his authority. Like, <laughs> Wow, now it sounds like a conspiracy. Not a conspiracy. <laughs> I, I think it's a, a, a very good, like a movie. It's a good way to get your, your, your audience afraid from the get-go. Like mm. they have no information except for what this doctor is telling them about this guy and he's at an 11 already <laughs> exactly <laughs> he just started like, there <laughs> you need to give this guy like he's in sedated. the car talking about him he's like he's the devil like you know you can't trust him we want him not we want him barely conscious the entire time i'm warning you like everything that's all he's saying the whole time <laughs> and then you also think about the fact that he's a psychiatrist right in mm -hmm. the late 70s that's a respected field <laughs> he's gonna go around talking about evil <laughs> evil incarnate is oh what this God, kid is yeah. it's just like oh god you're talking about trying to help people's brains <laughs> and you're also sitting here talking about somebody being evil incarnate that you're supposed yeah. to be helping Right? This one can't be helped. Sorry. It's just... It's pure evil. <laughs> you get those sometimes. <laughs> yeah, no. I agree. I don't think there's there's anything to disagree with there. That's exactly how Dr. Loomis is presented. He, you know, <laughs> he comes around screaming, like, waving a gun. <laughs> Watch out for this guy. And, like, he's just walking. Like, when right. you, you think about it, uh, when Dr. Loomis met the sheriff, they didn't have confirmation of any kills. Not like, one. any of his kills. That dude was by the side of the road. He didn't see him. Like, you didn't hear about anybody dying at the mental hospital. But, like, he's just on his own saying, this guy's dangerous. And the sheriff's like, what's he done? Like, also, walked around in a mask? 1978, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> well, I guess. They were all in Illinois, the whole, the whole area, the whole situation was in Illinois, I was going to say, like, there's only, like, local news and different stuff like that, so information doesn't really travel so quickly. Oh, yeah. Back in the late 70s, the way it does now. But nobody had any information anyway. Like, <laughs> nobody knew right? what was going on. How long did it take for them to find that body of that dude on the side of the road? Because right. fucking Loomis was, like, halfway there, and they were like, I got what I needed. <laughs> just, just wandered off, like... <laughs> Job well done. <laughs> Pats himself on the back as he drives to where he knew he needed to go. <laughs> right? He was going there anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was uh, it was one of those situations that was just like, oh, hmm. you wouldn't make a great detective. <laughs> no, no. 
So nobody knew anything anyway. Like, if you think about it, nobody knew what happened at the Myers house. They're all just like, something terrible happened. Like, a murder. Everyone would know exactly what happened. Yeah. Like, if everybody lived in the area for any amount of time, you're going to find out, yeah, a little boy murdered his sister. You're going to tell that story. And that's going to live on yeah. forever in mm-hmm. that town. That's not going to go away, especially if it was the small town that they kind of represented it as. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that is mm-hmm. just town lore. Exactly. Everybody. Like, that's you move there, like, in junior high, that's the first thing the other kids tell you. There's this house where this little boy killed his sister. They say he was possessed. <laughs> and nobody's seen him since. And that's the end of the story. But. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's kind of a whole crazy situation, I guess, that Dr. Loomis and yeah. his just reinforcement of fear throughout the entire movie. Like, his has, his level of crazy about Michael is, like, the, what level Michael is in our minds. Like, we're like, oh, yeah, he's, God, he's that bad. But it's it's one of those things. Gotta like, trust did, him. Did did we develop that fear because of who Michael is, or did we develop that fear because this person who we see as a person in authority is freaking the fuck out from the second he introduces <laughs> us that we're like, oh god, this dude is like, we're fucked. Like this is bad. Everything is going down. We're like, this is terrible, guys. We're gonna lose. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's that. <laughs> that kind of situation where it's like you have the same fears your parents have because they freak the fuck out in front of you about yeah. something sort of a situation you know like I don't know it's, <laughs> okay. does that that's kind of like the direction that I went in this situation it was he was he was losing it mm-hmm. and absolutely was he was immediately represented as this person of authority. Yeah. And this person... You seem upset about that. I am. <laughs> but it's like, it's. I shouldn't be upset. It is a great way in a movie to very quickly establish fear. Mm-hmm. And to very easily reinforce it. Because, like, he was the first person you're introduced to, and he's in charge. Like, yeah. it's really smart the way that they did that. No, I I agree that it that was very smart. It it was, but I don't think that's the only thing that brings a lot of fear to this movie. Oh no, yeah, no, is it like invincibility the way that No, I... but like the the music is mm. like very uh unsettling. And it is. Yeah. It uses a lot of really sharp tones. Yeah, so um so it's it's unsettling music. It's really dark and quiet. At times. And, like, I find the thing I'm scared of more than, like, Michael Myers is the situation. Being in that situation, how would I try to get out? How could I try to get away? And, like, the silence and, like, the deafening silence at times. But what is an insane addition to that deafening silence? Mm-hmm. Is every time she realized that he was around, he was staring directly at her. Mm-hmm. And look, how mm-hmm. terrifying right. is that to like not only a... realize somebody's in your yard or in your neighbor's yard, but that they've been looking at you. It's like I got a compass pointed right at her. Right? He always knew where she was. Yeah. Always knew where she was. Mm-hmm. And that is unsettling. That's another <laughs> one of those things. Like, you just, you can't get away. He always knew where she was. 
he was staring at her by the time she realized he was there. Mm -hmm. And it was, you were always at a disadvantage. And they just kept representing that over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Even when she freaked out, and not her, but her friend, like, was talking shit when he drove by. Oh, in the car, yeah. And they started getting scared, and then he drove away. Mm-hmm. So it's just they're, like, conditioning us to be afraid when he's around throughout most of the movie. Well, yeah. It's... I mean, that, that tracks. <laughs> you don't want a killer that you haven't seen jump up at the end and start stabbing people, and you're supposed to care. You want to be... I want. I was scared of him by the time, you know, he keeps popping up behind bushes and shit and <laughs> hiding behind, like, ducking behind cars. How long had he ducked behind that car before Annie and Lindsay... Cross the street so she could dump the kid off. Like, he, he just creepy things. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, was he even just ducking behind it or was he like holding on underneath it? Oh my God. Just like <laughs> holding himself up above the ground just slightly, waiting for them to go wherever uh, he needed to. He does that. To. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was, is a thing that he does. Well, see, that was another one of those things that's terrifying about Michael Myers is, and they represented it so well mm-hmm. in this movie. Was just, once he gets a hold of you, mm-hmm. you are helpless. Yeah, you can't get away. Like, he was holding that guy He's against got, like, the wall. super glue on his hands. <laughs> he was holding <laughs> that dude against the wall. And it's just, the guy yeah. is doing everything he can to break free. And nothing. Lots his arm wriggling. didn't even move. His no. arm didn't move. And then he just, nope. like, one arm... Like raised him up. Raised him up against the wall. He's got that pull-up strength. He does have Michael that one-arm pull-up strength. One-arm pull-up strength. He definitely had a lot of weight on that guy too. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but like, not only <laughs> is he just sitting there holding, he has a real thing for like just pinning people to walls. Yeah, he likes to do that. That's he likes to decorate. Like, he does. He does. Um, I wanted to point something out about those deaths of those uh, teens. <laughs> the coeds. Um, so Annie, uh, the girl who's babysitting there dies, uh, gets strangled. The boyfriend of what's-her-name dies, gets stabbed, posted in the pantry, and then she dies. Uh, when the dude gets stabbed and stuck into the wall, he just fucking croaks instantly. Like, goes <laughs> limp, like, Ugh, done. 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 Dead. Both women have orgasmic deaths. Like... <laughs> orgasmic like seriously Jamie Lee Curtis thought that uh, the one girl getting choked out was having sex yeah that's and, a really yeah. good point and she also yeah had a very open shirt yeah but but like they they just kept making noises and it took forever and the, oh god the one in the car was awful so bad wasn't she like a producer's daughter or something, something. like that uh, that's gotta be rough to watch yeah. I hate to see but, it. Um, but yeah, it lasted a really long time for both of them. And they made orgasmic sounds. So, that's oh, what I'm Lord. saying. <laughs> I thought so. Uh, yeah. The whole time I was feeling pretty, you know, it's just like, do I look, do I not look? <laughs> what? It's like, uh, like, oh man, the noise. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it feels inappropriate, so, but it's it's murder. You're so it's a worried about kind of appreciating breasts because she's dying. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> they put you in a really awkward position to uh, 
Like, what kind of... I didn't know you carried around such guilt about this. I really didn't. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. You would assume, considering certain factors. But anyway, helplessness. When he gets a hold of anybody, like... Yeah, that's a good way of saying it. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> like, like, once he gets you... <laughs> it's mm-mm. game over at that point. <laughs> I'm sorry. You don't collect $200. Mm-hmm. You don't pass go. No. Any of that. It's... It's game yeah, over. You're fucked. He's just gonna. Sorry, man. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the rules. But he never really gets his hands on Laurie Strode. No, he never gets a good hand on her at all. And he, for whatever reason, struggled horribly with what appeared to be an incredibly weak closet door. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't understand that. Why did it take him so long that she was able to fashion a push knife with a coat hanger? Like, dude broke a a car door window yeah. with his hand. I mean, we know it wasn't really with his hand, but the movie wants us to think he did it with his hand. But he can't break through just <laughs> like a, a wooden panel door. Yeah, like, closet door. It was, dude. Those things fell off the track if well, you looked at them funny. What if, <laughs> like, what if she's his Krypton? Like his Kryptonite. Kryptonite, yeah, Kryptonite. Um, <laughs> like, why am I so weak? That's why he started getting so mad. The yeah. door was shaking so hard. And like when he first reached to stab her, like he never wastes his stabs like that. No. He always like gets you good, and you usually know he's there, like right before he does it. He just like freaked out and like reached and slashed, and he like just missed her shoulder. Do you like, think it was everything like... he was doing was wrong? Do you think it was like he got super nervous? It was like, <laughs> oh my god, I waited 15, 15 years. years. <sighs> oh my god. It's finally happening. And he tripped on it like an untied shoelace. Or uh, every other kill was so smooth. So smooth. Like just he just had it. Like I said, mm-hmm. reinforced a feeling of helplessness. Yeah. Every time. Every time. <laughs> Except for when he tried to kill Lori Strode. It was like he he just, I don't know. He could not get the job done. <laughs> I'm just sitting here thinking about that song by Lonely Island. It jizzed in his pants. And he was like, ugh. <laughs> like, accidentally just gave her a little flesh wound. Oh, know? God. <laughs> he was like, ah, oh, finally. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. It got a little dark. Uh, I don't think that's dark. Um... <laughs> it's accurate. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say more of that. Um... Yeah, I think he he just couldn't be himself around her. He got everything wrong, but he still like he seemed like to hustle a little bit. Everything else he walked normal, but like when he was crossing the street, there was a little bit of hustle. Little pepper like stuff. I almost thought there was a car at the end of the block coming, and he's like, "I gotta get ahead." Gotta get across. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they don't look like they'll slow yeah. down. Um, but yeah, like he still. Still went right for her, and was just it. Even though she was probably his kryptonite, he still like he put a lot of things in place to kill her. Um, he really if did. you think about it, he he locked up uh, the house, uh, that little girl Lindsay's house. The back door, like when she tried to leave, both doors were locked. Oh shit! He made sure that that happened before he went to her to try to kill her. And when she went back to the little boy Tommy's house, 
the phone lines were cut, which means he did that before. He's like, she's he's like, he, he waited for her to leave the house to go across the street, cut the phone lines, then he went to the other house, barricaded them in, and like he he worked hard. He put effort into this. He's been planning and, it for fifteen years. But so if he's been planning it for fifteen years, where's he getting the specs? Like <laughs> he went away when he was six. How does he know where phone lines are on a house? <laughs> I don't know. Doctor Loomis said he was looking through walls. So yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> he was pure evil. Pure evil. He got all the specs blueprints from his demon friends. I don't know. <laughs> Um, he is likely this way because he stared into the face of evil. <laughs> and that that's like crazy for somebody in his station at that point in time. Like, you really probably should have taken better uh, care of your career. Like, like no board is right. going to keep recertifying you if you're spouting off, like, well, this one's evil. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't do anything for him. Just keep him yeah. locked away. He's different. Trust me. I guess in that world that he lives in, if you look in the face of that evil and that evil escapes, wouldn't you take it upon yourself to make sure that evil is stopped? Like, wouldn't you feel like, and I just assume he feels uh, like it is somehow on him, all of these people that are being killed because he didn't do a good enough job keeping him locked up and getting them to take him seriously. That's the thing, though, is I feel like I don't know if he feels that way because he was talking to that dude who was running the other place that was supposed to be housing Michael Myers when he came to pick him up. Yeah. And Michael Myers escaped. And that guy tried to say, like, he tried to put the blame on Dr. Loomis, not giving them enough information. Mm -hmm. And Dr. Loomis exploded at him. Yeah, I know. He's like, I said that to everybody! I told (laughs) everybody! Like, he just freaked the fuck out about having told everybody. Like, how dare you say that you didn't know what you were dealing with? Like, and I I just... I sent the memo. Right? I feel like he felt like he had been betrayed by them. But that's right along with what I'm saying. The fact that he freaked out when they try to put it on him means that he does feel bad. Like, that they didn't take it seriously and he didn't, like, jam it down their throats before the whole incident happened. I feel like the only way they would have taken him seriously is if he engineered an incident. Like... Ooh. But see, he... They cast him as the ethical guy because you know he tells the nurse the reason that they're doing this is because it's the law (laughs) like he does not want this dude to be doing this in any fashion like he's not already freaking out but it's the law and so up to this point he's been like no i gotta do it by the book you know evil isn't a a check mark on the the list (laughs) for these issues so i gotta do what I can to keep him here legally and ethically. All right. I think it's uh, about that time. Um, if you listen to our first episode, there actually read some reviews off Amazon. Uh, we have thought about it, and we have since decided that we really don't care about what people who write movie reviews on Amazon think. So <laughs> we would much rather hear from you. So what we're going to be doing is uh, we'll be posting on Instagram 
and our website, uh, which we'll tell you at the end of this episode, letting you know what movies we'll be watching upcoming. And we would really, really love it if you guys would give us an idea of something that you would talk about. I think it would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Get high. (laughs) (laughs) Be like a smoke sesh. Yeah. So let's get back to the movie. I wanted to talk about the fact that they gave a terrible representation of somebody who is smoking weed and driving. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I didn't think that it was okay. (laughs) She was very reckless the way she was going about it. That is not how somebody who smokes weed and drives drives. I'm just saying. Not that I Okay. (laughs) Not that I know from very much personal experience. I just know Everybody that I know that has ever smoked and then had to drive, they said it was the most careful they had ever been in their lives. <laughs> so, Especially when your dad's the sheriff. Right? Or does she like, just feel like she's like She's trying to get attention. Ooh, maybe. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, that was something I was thinking about mm, during mm-hmm. the movie. I was like, that's, that's not a good representation. That's really not. Uh, there was another thing that I thought was a, a good question to ask. Okay, so there was a point in the movie mm-hmm. where Lori is running away from Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. And she goes over to a neighbor's house and is, like, knocking on the door and ringing the doorbell. <laughs> yes. She's losing it, mm-hmm. trying to get inside because she's freaking the fuck out because this guy's yeah. walking behind her with a knife. And, uh, he's already tried to stab her. So... Yeah, I was there. She's losing it. <laughs> <laughs> And the lady doesn't open the door. She turns nope. off the front door, like the front porch light. Yep. She doesn't. Like, Does sensationalist news take any responsibility for the near death of Lori Strode? What? All of the sensationalist news talking about it's Halloween night. They're out there doing all these drugs. <laughs> if they're knocking on your door, don't let them in. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> the news report of the the wild teenagers knocking on doors recklessly after hours. Exactly. Oh wow. I thought they were just assholes. <laughs> they were like, we don't want to be a part of this. Well, was like, was sensationalist news a thing in the late seventies? I wonder. Well, yeah. I mean, there was the war on drugs, so it's fair. It's pretty sensationalist. Very. Um, but yeah, I just thought they were jerks. I thought, <laughs> and that's that's why that is a very scary scene for me. Also, like, that is one of the scariest scenes for me in the movie. Actually, when she's really? trying to get in that door. I've seen this movie so many times, and every time I am on edge until she gets inside. And I am staring at that lock and making sure she is locking it. And it, it's like in every time I watch Die Hard, yep. and he has the, the hose wrapped around him, <laughs> yep. and he goes in the window, and, and then he almost falls down. Yeah. The whole time, I'm so nervous. I'm so <laughs> nervous for him. <laughs> oh, my God. I know exactly what you're talking about with that scene. It's just so like, get it off of us. But it's the idea that also that you're out in the open and you're screaming and nobody cares. Nobody's coming to help you. And so your screaming is only telling him exactly where you are. (laughs) You're your own worst enemy in that moment. Yeah. That's where we got to get back to that ROI, you know, the cost benefit analysis. What is this doing for me? I've already been turned down once. <laughs> Anybody well, with yeah, an earshot? Well, yeah, that's why she went right like, back to uh, to that little boy's house. That's yeah. a good point. She she gave mm-hmm. up on trying to get help. Yeah. Like. But man, that door lock. Did you see that? It was so tiny. I was like, that's what I've had on closets before. Right. I've never had a door or like, like on tiny little bathrooms. Did but... you replace your deadbolt with the dollhouse deadbolt? <laughs> 
I don't understand <laughs> what is going like, on. Like, how would you ever think that would stop Michael Myers? No like, way. Like, dude punched through a fucking door <laughs> car door. Although, window. if you could build a house out of those flimsy closet doors, you'd <laughs> <laughs> have a real hard time. Big bad wolf can't blow that down. Nope. <laughs> no troubles keeping no. your house intact. <laughs> he was struggling. Oh, my God. So hard. Oh, my God. I had a uh, a question. Yeah. Um, first time we see Michael Myers' face, he's a little boy, a little six-year-old, and yeah. he goes, oh, oh, dopey look on his face. Did I kill someone? <laughs> uh, <laughs> the next time we see his face, that mask comes off, and he's like, no, don't look at me. <laughs> and he's got a fucked up eye. So, in 15 years... What happened to his eyes? Oh. Like, did he get in a fight in the yard? Like, do they have that, like, you know, here's, here's the real for question. psychiatric facilities? Did Dr. Loomis do it? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that reminded me of a, a stupid thought I had. Yeah? So he said he spent uh, eight years trying to save him and seven years trying to make sure he stayed locked up. What were those therapy sessions like for those last seven years? Like he just still has to, to provoke him. He still has to have like therapy sessions. That's part of like why he, you can't just. Well, I mean, you probably could, but technically, ideally, whatever, you can't just. He's ethical anyway. Keep somebody and never let them have therapy sessions, but keep telling them they're crazy. Like you're too crazy to get out, and you're too crazy for us to fix you. Oh so God. what were those sessions? Him just sitting there and staring, staring. Those, the blackest eyes, like a doll's eyes. I was just <laughs> going to say that. The doll's eyes. Every time, every time I hear him say that, I go to Jaws. <laughs> every time, Jaws just comes up. Oh, God. <sighs> but yeah, I just thought that would be awkward. You're sitting around, twiddling thumbs. He's just saying, you're evil. You're never going to go anywhere. I'm never going to let you go. Stop looking at that wall. <laughs> you can't see anything past it. Pretty much, like <laughs> trying to break his spirit. <laughs> so we were saying that like he's ethical, so he's not mm-hmm. gonna try and plant any uh, evidence. <laughs> like a shiv. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably something. He's like got this. Like Michael couldn't. F- like he's like the princess and the pea. He'd feel that shiv. He knows. He knows his blades. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, no, that, like, um, like he couldn't plant any kind of evidence on him or, or he wouldn't be able to, like, doctor his reports on him or do anything that would be unethical that could, like, ruin anything as far as his ability to be prosecuted within the law, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so what if, <laughs> what he was doing in all of the sessions from year eight to mm-hmm. year 15? Uh-huh. Was just like baiting him, <laughs> like just trying to get him to like flip out, so that way he could just be like, "Oh, that's it. He's crazy. He's got to stay down in the hole. Like we can never let him out. Look at what he tried to do to this person." Oh man, he tried to rip my face off. Right, like. So he's just sitting there at his desk, like, "So uh, I heard your sister survived." Like, oh, like so- the whole reason he decided to go back. To Haddonfield or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, was because Dr. Loomis was just sitting there like, yeah, you didn't know you had another sister? Mm-hmm. You oh, know? my God. 
You didn't know uh, but... Lori Strode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she survived. You didn't get them all. But, okay, she was at least born by the time he went away. She had to have been a baby. She was nowhere in the picture in that be- beginning. Maybe they were. she was How with Grandma. How old were they saying she was? But it's 15 years later. That's what I'm saying. How old and are she, they saying she her was? Her friend can drive, who's 16, so... They could still be just, like, within a year or two of each other. So mom was pregnant but not showing. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's possible. I can, I can, I can accept that. I can. Um, How crazy, though. Yeah. Like, yeah, Dr. Loomis is just it. sitting there, <laughs> just going at him, just talking about, <laughs> you didn't know you had another sibling, did you? But you didn't know her name. But you didn't know her address. <laughs> she lives in the same town. <laughs> she never moved. We don't even know if she has the same parents. Oh We're God. never going to get into that. At all. Ever. <laughs> it's not important now. We've established our villain. Oh, my God. Just keep going. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Like, I, I'm going to throw this in there. I'd be... There's no way she has the same parents because no, no. Uh, because her dad was like, hey, drop the key off at the Myers. Not like, drop the key off at our old house, honey. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, your, your your older brother killed your sister. Yeah, you know. Uh, you remember. Like six doors down. Right. Uh, we had to move, but we <laughs> couldn't move that far. <laughs> for my job. So. But I, I'm willing to bet they put her up for adoption because they didn't want another child to murder <laughs> Again, this is your like, problem we just now. don't want to be, <laughs> we don't trust it. I mean, I'd be a little nervous. If... Yeah. <laughs> that would be scary. I can't even imagine. Uh, <laughs> this is fucking Dexter. Like... <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just love this movie so much. I do too. I really, it, I watched it when I was really young. I don't know how young. Because that's how trauma works. <laughs> I know I was younger than nine. Um, and I before the age of nine, I'd seen it multiple times. So, But it's always been so scary to me. Scarier than like any of the other ones. And I think the silence is a huge part of that. Like nowadays, if you want to stab somebody through a wall, you've got to have like a guitar riff for it. <laughs> but, I mean, just the silence reason, of like... Of waiting and like... Waiting and hiding in a closet, and it's silent and it's so creepy. And like maybe music starts up a little bit, you know, like it's it's scarier that ends up uh, happening in that situation is it's so quiet and she starts breathing heavier and you're just like shh yeah don't don't make any noise he's gonna hear you idiot god damn it just really builds have you learned nothing clearly never she does she learns nothing nothing not not a goddamn thing i mean wow like she keeps dropping weapons like she's john (laughs) mcclain the winchesters (laughs) jesus she should have put them on bungee cords. Bungee cords. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. But, like, every time she, like, thinks she... She stabbed him in the neck. Okay, but did you see blood squirt? Right. <laughs> okay. That's not necessarily fatal. Um, he just fell down to make you feel good about yourself. Seriously, she's like, oh, she thinks she's got a chance. Huh? <laughs> this is going to be more fun now. That meat's going to be juicier. <laughs> <laughs> Hope tastes better. <laughs> Oh, 
I mean, maybe he wants to eat her. We don't know. Who knows? He eats dogs. Why wouldn't he eat her? Right. He got hungry. <laughs> That's all that he said. They're sitting yeah. there looking at a dead dog. And yeah. I'm just like, ah, no. Like, did he do this a lot? You don't seem at all surprised. Right? You seem to You seem to identify his bite pattern instantly. <laughs> you also <laughs> seem to have expected it. <laughs> There's like, there was a level of like, yep, mm-hmm. This was, I knew this was going to happen. I was going to see this too. <laughs> right. You know, I figured that it's going to need to eat at some point. Um, so she's dropping all her weapons. She Every time she thinks she kills him, she turns her back on him. Right. And then she sits down and just sobs double quietly. Got, you got to double tap. You got to double tap. on. I mean, even the second time, when, like, you stabbed him in the eye and then... He came back. You stabbed him in like, the neck. A, a, again, an eye wound is not a fatal wound. Like, you have to really consider... You see it time like, and time again. Exactly. And, and why would you sit and wait? Like, right. I'm going to wait by the body just in case. So it's not lonely. <laughs> Someone <laughs> has to be here to tell them what happened. <laughs> you can meet them downstairs. Right. You know? Oh, it just makes... I wouldn't want to be anywhere... I, I would at least want to see it. I yeah. guess. In my eyesight, like, eye line, but as far away as I could be in case shit went down. Just I like, would be at the top of the stairs watching, <laughs> waiting. Just, like, like just dancing back and forth on my feet. Like, <laughs> am I going to go? <laughs> What's going on here? Oh, that man. would be me. <laughs> like tiptoeing, you got your hands kind of covering your mouth. And like, oh, man. It's gone. It's gone. Okay. <laughs> Like, it shouldn't be that hard. If he keeps coming at you with the same knife, take it the second time, at least. Right? At least. You, you can't you be certain that you left it behind, and he brought it. He brought it back up to see you. <laughs> like, stop dropping it. <laughs> Just maintain something. <laughs> I'm a pacifist. Well, you stabbed him pretty easily, it seemed like. There was no real hesitation there. You didn't even apologize in advance. No. No. <clears throat> there was no, like, attempt at anything, even as he was, like, reeling we, back. Like, can we work this out? Right? <laughs> Let's negotiate. <laughs> Words are more powerful. <laughs> you know, it's... <laughs> God, there was no holding back, except she just kept dropping weapons. Yeah. Like, oh, this is so terrible. Right? It was so and she withdraws it from his throat. I, I mean, honestly, like, he was just... How could he not be drawn back? Like, it's so easy. It's so easy. It's like, I just got to sit up straight. Oh, can we talk about the way way you sat up straight? Oh, so creepy. That was so creepy. That's like how, like, undead sit up. Right? It was the slow sit up, just like rigid back. And then once he got up there, just like the quick head turn to where she was. I almost just said... Everything he does is slow and rigid. <laughs> oh my god! But I was thinking of um, Halloween H two O when he does the slow one armed pull up descent. Oh my god! The best one yes. ever. Yeah, it's the one arm pull up. It's like it's the reversal of like picking somebody up to pin him against the wall. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I can do it both ways. He's got that strength. He worked out somehow by staring at walls. Staring at walls. (laughs) Maybe Dr. Lewis didn't talk about how much he loved the weight bench, you know? (laughs) He just doesn't bring that up. Like, yeah, he worked out every day. Every fucking day. He had friends in the yard, didn't he? I mean, 
I just didn't like him. You got an hour a day out there. An hour a day. You know where it was? One of the one of the workout machines. Yep. It was a workout always. machine. That's all always. I ever did. Yeah, there's one buddy who would uh, always spot him. <laughs> it's kind of it was nice. I mean, he had a friend. <laughs> we thought he had a friend. Murdered him. <laughs> Lost his patience, I guess. I don't know. Was that a pun? Uh, no, I was just talking about the fact that Dr. Loomis was talking about how he's always so patient. Right. Inhumanly patient, but, but you're talking about patients like because a patient they were at the patients, hospital. Yeah. yeah. So you made an accidental pun. Accidental pun. And are you sorry? No. Wow. Okay. I do not apologize for <sighs> accidental puns. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know? Alright. You know? That's... I consider oh, accidental puns okay. like farting in a public bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> it just happens sometimes. You know? I consider, uh, well, you know what I, my feeling on accidental puns. Like, oh, yes. accidental murder is still murder. <laughs> so. An accidental pun is still a pun. It's still a pun. You son of a bitch. I think we've um, covered quite a bit of ground. I, honestly, we could probably do another episode on this in like a year or something. <laughs> Seriously. We could rewatch it and just come at it from a different angle and it would be a completely different, completely different angle. It's a completely different approach. Well played, Chris. Um, but no, I, what I was trying to say is you can come at it from a different angle and it would be a completely different show because it's a very, very diverse topic we have here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thanks for joining us uh, as we enjoyed Halloween together. As always, the movie is just a yearly treat. <laughs> yep. At the very least. Um, but definitely uh, take a look at the website and our Instagram. And that uh, Instagram is Kiefer, I-B-K-H, as in Kiefer, I barely knew her. <laughs> uh, and the website is Kiefer, I-B-K-H.com. So hopefully uh, we get to hear from you guys. Uh, we want to thank uh, Kevin McLeod for the music. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll have more of his info on the website. And uh, you'll also be able to, again, find future episodes up there and uh, get those comments in. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. See where the story takes you. Bye.